I've got three very important things to talk about on today's edition of Locked On Eagles. A.J. Brown gets his ultimate revenge against the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to pose the question if the Eagles 2022 roster is the most talented in franchise history. Also, keys to a win on Sunday against the New York Giants. All that and more on this Wednesday edition of Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans, to a Wednesday edition of the show. I'm Louis DiBiase. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before because Bet Online is where the game starts and it's where you're winning money right now on Locked On Eagles. Friday's LOE3. We've been killing it with our Eagles player props. We'll get back into that Friday as we take a look at this Eagles Giants matchup. On Sunday, the Eagles trying to go from an 11-1 record to a 12-1 record. They are on fire right now, the number one seed in the NFC, the number one team in the NFC East, the number one team in the entire NFL, and our Lockdown Power Rankings show that as well. The Eagles are number one in our Power Rankings this week. They jumped the Kansas City Chiefs after that dominating win on Sunday over the Tennessee Titans, and the Chiefs fell yet again to Joe Burrow in the Cincinnati Bengals, maybe an Eagles-Bengals Super Bowl. I know we've been talking Eagles-Bills, Eagles-Chiefs. The Cincinnati Bengals are on fire. Maybe that's the matchup that we'll see. One day, one game at a time, though, as Jalen Hurts would say. And before we get into you know one game at a time and kind of look at this matchup against the New York Giants, we got to still take one last look back at that dominating game on Sunday. The Eagles taking out the Tennessee Titans 35 to 10, you would have thought they were playing one of the worst teams in football, like the Houston Texans. But Tennessee is number one in the AFC South. They were seven and four heading into that game. And the Eagles made them look like yet again. I mean, it looked like it was Alabama against the Citadel. And without the 14 to nothing lead at halftime, the Eagles dominated, and AJ Brown specifically dominated his former team so much that the Titans actually fired their general manager. On Tuesday. That's right. Look, the NFL revenge games like that word gets thrown around loosely. Like it's go, it's been thrown around a lot throughout the Eagles season this year against the Lions and Deuce Staley against Justin Jefferson and Jalen Rager in Minnesota, Carson Wentz in Washington, Doug Peterson in Jacksonville, Zach Ertz in Arizona. Pretty much any time like a prominent figure returns to play his former team. It's almost seen like a revenge game. And while that's true for some, I think it was definitely viewed in that light for Carson Wentz and for probably Jalen Rager and actually maybe all of them do Staley, Doug Peterson, maybe the Eagles are the wrong example because they all had reasons, justifiable reasons for wanting to beat the Eagles. But you know what I mean? It feels like a, a lot of the time revenge game, that term is kind of used loosely in the NFL just for whenever like a prominent figure returns to play his former team. But AJ Brown against the Tennessee Titans was a revenge game in its purest form. And man, did AJ Brown get revenge. John Robinson 
is the general manager of the Tennessee Titans, a team that's been one of the most consistent playoff contenders in the entire NFL over the last four, five years, made an AFC championship in 2019. They were the one seed last year. They are seven and five, even after that loss to the Eagles. And they're number one in the AFC South. Like they're on pace to make the playoffs with a home game in the first round yet again. But A.J. Brown dominating the Titans opened up their ownership's eyes. The Titans' ownership saw what they were missing. They saw their one-trick pony offense get completely destroyed while the Eagles' most balanced attack in the NFL, passing and running, completely dominated their top-tier defense. And why is that? Because the Titans decided to give away, practically give away, A.J. Brown, and he made them pay for that decision. The general manager literally got fired for it. That is a revenge game if I have ever seen one. And it's just, look, kids out there, if you don't pass the football well, you're going to get fired. The the Tennessee Titans could not pass against the Eagles at all. After Traylon Burks got hurt, Darius Slay and James Bradbury didn't allow a single yard in coverage. Ryan Tannehill was running around for his life with an a banged up ankle and he couldn't find any receivers open and all Philadelphia did was throw on the Titans and they've lost now to the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Philadelphia Eagles, all of these complete offenses that can become top tier passing attacks whenever they want to and ownership knew that the Titans, they are not going to be able to compete with those teams because they are one dimensional. They run through Derrick Henry and that strategy That's been their strategy for years now, even when A.J. Brown was on the team. But John Robinson doubled down on that strategy this past offseason when he said, I don't need to pay A.J. Brown a huge four-year, $100 million contract. I'm going to trade him for a first-round pick because the way we win football games, we don't really need A.J. Brown. Do we want A.J. Brown? Sure. Who doesn't want A.J. Brown? But we don't really need A.J. Brown. And although that is the case, it's true. The Titans can win the same amount of accolades that they have the past four years in the style that they are doing. But if you want to win a championship, you can't do it the way the Tennessee Titans are doing it. You can't do it. Excuse me. I'm so into this. My headphones came off. You can't do it without a player like AJ Brown. And the Titans finally realized what the Eagles realized last year. I mean, thank, I, I feel really grateful to be an Eagles fan today because the Titans in 2019, they not only doubled down on being a run-first team that had a high floor that would make the playoffs year after year, they've been milking that strategy, like I said, for four seasons now. The Eagles last year, they showed the same thing. They could be a top-tier rushing attack, and it led them all the way to the playoffs. But Howie Roseman in the Eagles' front office, ownership, and coaching staff knew if we want to be a great team, if we want to go from good to great and compete not only for wild-card berths but for Super Bowls, we need to be more complete than this. They realized that ahead of time. That's why they're 11-1 and one this year. And the Tennessee Titans doubled down on the opposite strategy. And it's why they're 7-5. and five. It's why John Robinson got fired. It's why A.J. Brown is now thriving in Philly. And the Titans' ownership could not take it. I mean, that is literally a revenge game in its purest form. Luckily for the Titans, I think things are looking up, though. I think Malik Willis is going to save them if they actually do allow him to. I think he's an absolute stud, but they, again, they didn't even start Malik Willis this year. They continued to double down on being this run-first team with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. And look, again, they're going to make the playoffs again this year. They're going to win the division. You can keep raising those AFC South title banners, 
but you're never going to win a championship in that way. And AJ Brown is helping the Eagles get close to winning a championship. All right, guys, coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles, I want to pose the question for you guys to consider. A question for you guys to consider. It really is the question, though. Are the Eagles in 2022 the most talented roster that's ever been assembled in Philadelphia over the 2017 Super Bowl title team, over the 2004 team that went to the Super Bowl, any other team you can think of? Are the Eagles in 2022 the most talented team in franchise history? We'll get into that coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community of local hosts. Browse a large selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, and Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B. Test drive that new electric vehicle to see if it really fits your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms and conditions and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Guys, make sure your next listen is the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the big stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. The Eagles are 11-1. and This is the best they have been by far since the 2017 Super Bowl 52 championship year. And honestly... I think they are more talented than that team. I think this Eagles team in 2022 is more talented than the 2010 team, 2008, 2004. All of those teams that went to the NFC Championship in the early 2000s, even before T.O. came in in 2004, 1990, 1991, Randall Cunningham, Reggie White, Clyde Simmons, Eric Allen. The Eagles have had some loaded rosters over the year. But I think honestly now, It is a fair, I am not being a prisoner of the moment to say that the Eagles in 2022 are the most talented team ever. And that doesn't mean they're the best team ever. They might not win a championship this year. There have been a lot of one seeds that don't win a championship. Look at the Baltimore Ravens in 2019. I don't know why I'm going all the way back to there, but there's just some random teams that pop in my head. The Carolina Panthers in 2015. There's been a lot of juggernauts that look this good that don't win a title despite being the top team in the conference, right? They could lose in the divisional round, the conference championship. They could lose in the Super Bowl. They might not have a parade in downtown Philadelphia this year, even if they don't. Look, that doesn't that, that means they're not the best team in franchise history, but that does not mean that they will still not go down as the most talented group that the Eagles have ever put together. We'll say that five, I think 10 years down the road, regardless of if they do raise a Lombardi trophy at the end of this year. I think objectively, that is, I think, reasonable to say. I mean, when was the last time you could honestly say the Eagles are potentially the best in the league at this many things? They literally right now have the MVP favorite quarterback in Jalen Hurts. I mean, this has been the most flawless quarterback season we've seen in Eagles history, even over Carson Wentz in 2017, Foles in 2013, Vic in 2010, McNabb in 2004. I mean, the guy's completing 68% of his passes. He has the best touchdown to interception ratio in the league, and yet he's being that controlled and efficient and accurate 
but he's also one of the highest graded players, passers, 20 plus yards down the field. So he is being aggressive. I mean, he leads the NFL in the second half of the year in 20 plus yard touchdown throws, and he's top two or top, yeah, top two in the entire NFL season this year. So he's being aggressive and he's efficient and he's accurate and he's on pace for over nearly 900 rushing yards this year. And he currently right now has nine rushing touchdowns on top of 20 passing touchdowns. I mean, again, this is the standard for Eagles quarterback play. So you have right now what I think is the favorite to win MVP at the most important position in sports, right? So that's the most important part of the puzzle. And I I think, again, this is probably the best season of a quarterback in Eagles history, trumping Wentz now in 2017. They have the best offensive line in football with potentially the best run game when they want to be. Look at two weeks ago against Green Bay, 363 rushing yards with Jalen Hurts, with Miles Sanders. Kenneth Gainwell's heating up now. Boston Scott still makes some timely plays. They have, to me, the best wide receiver duo in the NFL. Yes, still even over Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. If I had to pick a duo today, I'm still going with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And even if you disagree there, when you think a combo like Waddell and Hill is better, okay, I'll switch the argument to they have the best trio of weapons in the NFL with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. That is a reasonable debate, even if you could side with another team there, right? They have the deepest defensive line. That's not a debate. I mean, you are four deep on the defensive end spot, right? Or three deep at this point with Josh Sweat, Hassan Riddick, and Brandon Graham. But then you're, I mean, you're nine deep total in the defensive line, six deep at defensive tackle. Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Jordan Davis, Nandonikin Sue, Linval Joseph, Milton Williams. You have the deepest defensive line in football. I think you have right now, according to statistics, are they the most talented linebacking duo in the NFL? No. But TJ Edwards and Kazir White, from an efficiency standpoint, have been the best in football. TJ Edwards, his weakness, his entire career has been not being able to cover in space, right? Well, TJ Edwards this year has allowed the lowest passer rating among all linebackers in coverage. And Kazir White is up there as well. So you could argue they have the most efficient linebacker duo in the NFL as well. Oh, by the way, they have a guy right behind them in Kobe Dean who can not play all year and then instantly come in against the best running back in football and take him down with one arm. They have the best cornerback duo in the NFL. That is not up for a debate. Darius Slay and James Bradbury. They also, when he's healthy, have the league leader in interceptions at safety in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. And now you got special teams finally playing well. Can you honestly say that many things about the 2017 roster despite winning a championship? I don't think so. Can you honestly say that about the 2004 team. I don't think so. This team is the most complete roster, not only Howie Roseman has put together, but any Eagles general manager in franchise history. Again, that will not mean I'm not saying this is the best team of all time. That's the 2017 roster right now. They won the Lombardi trophy. They have the ring to show for it. 2022, they have to earn it still in the postseason. But talent and best, the most talented and the best, are two separate conversations. I think the 2017 team had to win in spite of some things. They had to win in spite of a lackluster cornerback duo of Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby. Also, linebacker was good. It wasn't great with Nigel Bradham and Michael Kendricks, right? You look at as well, I mean, running backs, They until Jay Ajayi came in, they didn't have the rushing attack the Eagles have right now when it was just LeGarrette Blunt 
I mean, yeah, Jay Ajayi and Corey Clement heated up when it mattered most, and running back was a huge reason you won a title. Those guys, all three of them, almost combined for 300 total yards in that championship game against New England. But all year, that wasn't a, a, a unit you were winning because of, right? 2004, you could say the same thing. They had Terrell Owens, but they didn't have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. They were still you know, not totally complete on the defensive side of the football, although they were pretty close. So I think this team, like in 2022, what issues do the Eagles have on this roster? I mean, I mean, where is the hole? Again, they don't have a Jalen Mills that you're nervous about. They don't have that player. They don't have a single hole. And look, you guys know, I'm not this fanboy pro Eagles guy that no matter what happens is always going to be, you know, hyping up the team. If there's bad on this roster, if there's weaknesses, you guys know over the last three years that I will talk about those. But honestly, in 2022, the only thing we've been able to complain about a lot is the philosophy of Jonathan Gannon and special teams. That's really it. I think this is the most talented team in Eagles history. And by the way, they're young. This core isn't going anywhere. And I have another point. They have a top five pick right now for the 2023 NFL draft. Yeah, Tom Brady led a comeback at the end of that Monday night game. So now the New Orleans Saints pick the Eagles have for next year. It's currently at fifth overall. So you could add to this roster that I just laid out for you. You could add a Jalen Carter, a Will Anderson. How New Orleans thought they were a receiver away from being a contender this year, I'm not sure. But God bless Mickey Loomis and that team and their lack of self-awareness because it is literally setting the Eagles up right now to potentially have a top five pick in the draft to go along with the best core of all time. So again, that doesn't mean they're the best team in Eagles history, but I think it's not being a prisoner in the moment to say that this is the best, most talented team on both sides of the ball in Philadelphia Eagles football history. All right, guys, coming up next, I want to get into the first look at this Eagles-Giants matchup. I have a key for the Eagles to win this game, and obviously they're going to be a heavy favorite, and there's not one big thing they have to do. I think it's going to take a lot for the Giants to beat Philly with how hot the Eagles are right now, but there's a couple keys that I have for this matchup we'll get into coming up next right here on Locked on Eagles. And guys, today's podcast is sponsored by the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. It's betonline.net. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball, soccer, esports, they've got it all at betonline.net. I have been killing my bets lately. I hit on all of them against Tennessee because I knew the Eagles were going to pass the football. I'm sneaky hot right now with my Quez Watkins picks. I was 0-6 the first half of the year betting on wide receiver Quez Watkins. The last four weeks, I'm 4-0. So if you want to follow my trend, go with Quez Watkins this week against the New York Giants. Keep milking that until Dallas Goddard comes out because he Quez keeps getting those third targets in the offense. Anyway, though, if you want to bet on the Sixers, the Phillies when they come back, the Flyers, you name it, all of Philadelphia sports and more, head over to Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed because Bet Online is where the game starts. I'm Louis DiBiase. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Wednesday edition of the show. Guys, you can find our podcast Monday through Friday on all podcast platforms. 
So the Eagles take on the New York Giants this Sunday for the first time this year. A very important game as the Eagles try to keep up the number one seed in the NFC. But the Dallas Cowboys won again on Sunday night, so they're still only two games back with another matchup against Dallas on Christmas Eve. The New York Giants are the sixth seed right now, coming off a tie against Washington, so they're trying to make sure they solidify their spot in the playoffs. So this is definitely a big game for both sides. I think the key to this game, if I'm the Eagles, like again, as I mentioned before the break, they are a much more talented team than New York. Like New York is a a good team. Like they're not frauds in a sense. Like they're kind of like the Tennessee Titans. They're very well coached. They're very opportunistic and, and solid on defense. They know how to win close games. They have a great running game with a top tier running back in Saquon Barkley, who if Geno Smith didn't exist, would win comeback player of the year this year. But a quarterback like Geno doing what he's doing, considering the story, he's going to win that award. But And they're very well coached, as I already said. Brian Dable, I've covered the Buffalo Bills since the 2018 season. I have a ton of respect for Dable and what he's doing in New York. So the Giants are building something. They're not this fraudulent team that deserves to be picking in, like in the top five. They're not like the Atlanta Falcons or the... Even the Saints on Monday, I know they're picking top five for the Eagles right now, but if they won that game against Tampa, if they don't collapse in the second half, they're only a half a game back for the lead in the NFC South. That's not the Giants. They're keeping up in the best division in football, arguably, with the AFC East, of course, as well. But why I think they're frauds in the sense that they are not close to being a championship contender is still because of their quarterback. They are very similar to what I think the Eagles were in 2021. All those points I laid out of why the Eagles or why the Giants are good this year, you could make the same argument for why the Eagles were good last year. And it's why they made the playoffs, but they're, they lost in the wild card round the minute they played a great quarterback and a great offense. I feel like that same fate is in store for the New York Giants as well, unless they get lucky and play Brock Purdy. And maybe you can upset the Niners in that way. But I think like the Eagles in 2021, their Achilles heel is if they're forced to throw the football, if they're trailing by a lot in these games, if a team can limit Saquon Barkley, do you trust Daniel Jones to throw you back into a game? I don't. If I'm the Giants, I wouldn't, especially considering he doesn't have any weapons. Like if Daniel Jones had AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, okay, that's a different argument. But who is Daniel Jones throwing to right now? Darius Slayton? Um, like who else? Sills? Devin Sills? I mean, they, they don't have Kadarius Tony's gone. Sterling Shepard's still there. I mean, they're not a very talented offense outside of Saquon Barkley. So the key is for the Eagles to do exactly, and it's a tough task, of course. Saquon Barkley is incredible. But the key will be to do exactly what you did against the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry, holding him to under three yards a carry. Derrick Henry, the biggest running back in football last week, did not break a single tackle against the Eagles defense. And that's so impressive that the Eagles bounce back in that way, considering they've been one of the worst tackling units in football this year, if you ask me. So they totally shut down Derrick Henry. Three weeks ago, they shut down Jonathan Taylor if they're that first drive. Two of the last three games, they have stopped one of the best top-tier running backs in football. If you can do that again against Saquon Barkley and make Daniel Jones beat you with his arm, it doesn't happen a lot. Daniel Jones this year, he's thrown for under 200 yards in seven of 12 games. So over half the time this year, Jones is not even eclipsing 200 passing yards, which is not that hard in 2022. They're two, two and one 
in games where he threw for over 200. So they're under 500 in games where he has to throw the ball. So I think the key is definitely going to be to take out Saquon Barkley. And, you know, that's definitely a tough task, but the way these defensive tackles are playing, they are so fresh in this rotation. The older guys, Fletcher Cox, Linval Joseph, Nandonik and Sue, they have been so good over this last month, over these last three games. Now you can add Jordan Davis back into the fold. That always makes things harder. And when you got corners tackling the way they were, like Darius Slay making a big hit on Henry, um, Josiah Scott, although they're going to get Avante Maddox back for this game, by the way, as well. James Bradbury making big hits. Reed Blankenship looks like such a hard hitter at safety. Um, that's the recipe, and I'm feeling very confident that they can limit Saquon Barkley again. Force Daniel Jones to throw the football. I'm so glad the Eagles aren't really that team anymore, right? I mean, how demoralizing was it last year when you lose that game against Tampa in the playoffs and you knew there was they were daring your quarterback to throw the football because they didn't respect that he could do it. They even had the mic'd up coach that said, he can't read us. He can't read us. Well, Jalen Hurts can read every defense in football now. And I'm very glad that we don't have to have the same discussions that maybe New York Giants fans do right now with uh, Daniel Jones. Jalen Hurts is the guy. I don't know if Jones is going to be that player for the Giants. So force them to test that theory on Sunday. All right, Eagles fans, that's going to do it for this Wednesday edition of the show. Thanks so much for tuning into Locked on Eagles every day, Monday through Friday on all podcast platforms and on Twitter as well. Make sure you hit us up at Locked on Birds and at DBiase. L-O-E. Thanks again, as always, for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, guys, make sure to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insight only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your shows. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for watching and listening, and let's go, birds! <laughs>